Well, hello and welcome to episode 11 of the All Things Least podcast uh, with myself, Ed McIntyre. Uh, thank you for joining and listening as always. And uh, as always, uh, for this podcast, I'm joined by my good friend and Leeds United fan, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? I'm ill and I'm exhausted, but I'm still pleased about the result. Yeah, yeah good weekend after that result. Excellent weekend. Yeah, it was, uh, fantastic, wasn't it? Uh, we'll, we'll, of course, be looking back at that result, that incredible final victory. Uh, for Leeds United over West Brom last Friday night at Ellen Road. A goal from Pablo Hernandez after just 16 seconds uh, kicked things off for the night for Leeds United. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, Then we will, of course, uh, have a look at the 23s as well. A good win for them this week. And also look at some other stories regarding Leeds United uh, that have come out this past week before previewing the the, uh, game. Uh, This Saturday is Leeds United take on Bristol City away at Ashton Gate. Stay with us. negative really on last week's podcast I don't think any of us saw a Leeds United win against uh, West Brom last week I think that was because of that uh, win the lost weight QPR uh, on that Tuesday night kind of sucked all the opti- optimism right out of us but uh, Leeds United did go on to win last Friday very comfortably uh, as well 4-0 it was just incredible wasn't it incredible it was, uh, although you said none of us expected it. I mean, obviously I didn't predict a 4-0, I predicted a draw, but I said to you before the game I didn't think we were going to lose. I did say, I did, I did, I did, think we would get at least a point from the game, but I, I didn't expect us quite to hammer West Brom in the manner we did, but <laughs> yeah. it was a bit unexpected. But then again, Leeds are a bit weird this season, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and um, I, I would have taken a draw from this game, but a win and a final win, just uh, insane. Has, has it sunk in yet? <laughs> it hasn't sunk in for me yet. It's a massive result. I mean, if we can follow up with another good result in, a, in about 10 or 11 days' time with Sheffield United, then really game on. We're, we're looking good for automatics. Yeah. However, if we lose the next couple and then lose against Sheffield United, it all look, it looks like playoffs again, doesn't it? So it's very in the balance at the moment. I mean, let's try to stay positive after this. No, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not being positive, I'm not being negative, I'm just laying out the facts, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are all the possibilities. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was quite unbelievable, and Pablo Hernandez um, kicking things off with after just 16 seconds, 16 seconds on the clock. Um, brilliant strike from him, but it was a brilliant goal overall, wasn't it? You know, West Brom, they had kick-off, launched the ball forward, Cooper won the header, uh, straight to Jack Harrison, who just ran down, found Pablo Hernandez in the middle, and then poor defending from West Brom, first of all. Uh, giving that much time and space for Pablo Hernandez in that area, but strike from edge of the D, straight into the top pins, top left hand corner. It was, it was an unbelievable finish. Yeah, it was. A, there was a lot of factors to that goal. It, it, it looked like quite a, uh, a simple move, but if we'd have kicked off, we wouldn't have scored that goal. The, the reason we we scored that goal is because they kicked off. They ran all their players fall into our half. Cooper immediately won that header, which set Harrison away. Yeah, and then it was five on five, and then Harrison finds Hernandez on the edge of the box. I think it's Adarabio there. Was, they had playing at left back who was actually a centre back he was playing at left back yeah. which is always a bit of an issue yeah and they had a left back on the bench as well it was really weird and he stood three yards off Pablo Hernandez on the edge of the D and then you're just asking for trouble doing that and <laughs> and then it was just a brilliant finish yeah it, it was really good goal I think fourth fastest ever goal for Legion of all time I think it's the second fastest at Ellen Road 
Uh, I've got it all here. Let's have a look. So, yes, fourth quickest goal of the year. Quickest one uh, was from Jermaine Wright. Ten seconds in uh, into Phantom 4. Uh, didn't put what game that was. Uh, Viduka, 11 seconds versus Charlton. Dakara, of all people, 12 seconds versus Ipswich. Um, and then this one, 16 seconds uh, against West Brom. Quite incredible. Solomon Dakara, what a player. Um... Yeah, and, and that just kicked things off, really. We were really, really good throughout this game. West Brom never looked threatening at all. Um, I was holding my breath, though, at the first few set pieces, but after we de- defended well on the first few set pieces, I was like, oh, we're going to go on to win this, even at 1-0. Because his positioning on uh, direct free kicks worries me a little bit. He, he's always too far over for my liking. I've noticed that. Hmm. If anyone manages to clear the wall, they're pretty likely to score. Just thankfully that Janssen got his head on it on on Gale's effort. Uh, you know, I think it was in the first two minutes they had a they had a set piece on the edge of our box because uh, Cooper fouled. Uh, um, is it Rodriguez? He fouled. I think it might have been. I think so. Yeah. Mm. And and then Janssen it went over and, and the, the set set pieces were the only time they ever looked like scoring. They had a, they had a couple of corners where they won headers and things like that. Well, that's always the case because Leeds never win headers in corners because <laughs> we're a short team and we're terrible at set pieces. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's the only time I really felt in any in any remote danger. And then there was that weird long shot from oh Rodriguez. from uh, Rodriguez. Yeah, it was about thirty yards out. I think good save. Yeah, he was off his line with Casillas. I don't think he was expecting it, but he good save nonetheless. And then Casillas, really good game against West Brom. A clean sheet, of course, first ever clean sheet at Legion. It's good to have it. Yeah. It really wound me up. The Sky commentators were going like reading off his clean sheet record. He's got oh, he's got no clean sheets in ten games, and they're going oh, that's not. I bet he'll be wanting to change that record. That's yeah. not very good. I bet he'll be blaming his defenders. And but I was just sat there thinking, you've clearly not watched Leeds. Yeah. All well, he will be blaming. He will be blaming his defenders because you know. I mean, you know, yeah, the goals that we conceded, taking deflections. He's just been unlucky, really. The, only, the only one long he, shots as well. Yeah, the only one he's really been at fault for was the Norwich's third. Other than that, they've all been a bit yeah. unsavable. Yeah, and if you don't have a good defensive one, then you're not going to be able to keep stuff out. You're not going to keep, be able to keep everything out. No goalkeeper can keep absolutely everything out. Um, but see a real good game. Uh, this one, of course, a clean sheet. Uh, but yeah, but we, we just dominated from you know all around the park uh, Bamford he then put us 2-0 up on 28 minutes uh, well worked this goal as well that was the best move of the game <laughs> yeah Tyler Roberts it was a 1-2 with Tyler Roberts Tyler Roberts flicked it on he was making the run was Bamford and it was in behind it was a really, really well worked goal yeah I think it was Aylin sent it over to Alioski like in the Swansea game in a similar type of ball he sent over uh, Alioski found click fired the ball into Roberts held it up nicely and give it a really nice flick on behind and Bamford's timed his run really well to to um, to go get past the centre the centre backs. Yeah, uh, really good. Goal. Yeah, really good finish from Bamford as well. You know, he, he went and he was under pressure. Um, you know, under pressure from the defender. Goalkeeper came out as well, but as calm as you like, composed as you like, and he finished it into that bomb he, that right corner. He left it a long time to pull the trigger. Yeah, but yeah, but Still a really nice, calm and composed finish, though. Yes, yeah, yeah, agreed. Of course, he scored the goal, so everything's fine. But sometimes you do see with, with uh, when people do take a long time to take the shot, they often miss. The longer you take to take a shot, the more likely you are to miss. Yeah, um, and Bamford, you know, he, he's going to kick off, kick on now. I mean, he's got another goal in this game. That's six goals in seven starts. He's going to kick on from this, isn't he? Yeah, his second one in the game was a little bit more fortunate. It was uh, a great move off Tyler Roberts picking the ball up on about the halfway line. He skins Livermore and runs right to the edge of their box, lays off Bamford, who um, 
Roberts actually puts the ball a bit behind Bamford. That's why. The, yeah. the, so the defenders catch up with him, but he holds him off, and then it's just a bit, a bit fortunate that it kind of deflects nicely under Sam Johnston, and, yeah, then, sh- and then we're three 0 up, and that's game over. Mm, shrugs off the defender, uh, Bamford for the second one, and you, you know both kind of finishes were similar. He's under pressure, shrugs off the defender, and uh, uh, gets in two really good finishes from Bamford, two goals for him, and yeah, he, he's just going to kick on, which is good as well. I think it'll do his confidence uh, really good as well because he, he past few games he's had a lot of chances. And he's missed, uh, being quite a bit of stick from a few Leeds United fans. So, um, yeah, it'll undo uh, wonders for for his confidence, won't it? Yeah, it will. Um, I've said to you on plenty of occasions off uh, off camera and off audio uh, uh, podcast (laughs) that um, Bamford's hold-up player is actually really good if you watch him. He is great at winning the ball in the air. He's great. He's great at holding it up and feeding Hernandez and feeding Click and and Robertson. He's just been missing that clinical edge, but. well, hopefully they'll kick on and get a, get another couple at Ashton Gate. That'd be nice. Yeah, I think the only problem with Bamford coming in is, um, you know, the reason that he hasn't been doing, you know, scoring, you know, loads of goals straight away is because the players need to get used to him and the type of runs that he makes. He's a completely different striker uh, to Kemaru for makes completely different runs. You know, Kemaru's more versatile. You know, he, he cuts in and out, but Bamford he, he makes the more direct runs, the striker kind of runs, and the players need to get used to the type of runs that Bamford makes to to feed balls into him. Yeah, Roof's kind of lighter, more lightweight. Oh, it's the same thing, but uh, more uh, like agile. And Roof's also faster than Bamford, but Bamford's got better hold up play, stronger, taller, and uh, he um, he's always trying to find that uh, a bit, a little bit like Roof. But he, uh, Roof. Um, often drops a little bit deeper than Bamford does. Bamford's more of a number nine than Roof is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sure the players like Hernandez and, uh, and Click will soon get used to him. And Roberts, not, it, they'll all get used to him. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, West Brom didn't even look like scoring. Uh, going back into the first half, though, they, I, I was thinking they could be down. They should be down to like eight men. They were, they were putting in some really bad challenges. The referee was letting a lot go this game. Uh, yeah, I've I've seen the. I've seen the um, Mason Holgate one back the two footy challenge, and that's if you, if you watch it very if you if you watch a close angle, it's not that bad. Yeah. The but one that tipped me off though was it was I think it was Bamford running running um, that pitch. He gets like an elbow to the face. Referee's literally right in front of it, and referee don't call a foul, but he stops the game because it's a head injury. That that's one that baffled me a lot. Yeah, it, that was not. I saw that one again, and that wasn't that serious. The one that really should have been sent off, Barry Gareth Barry should have been sent off because he 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 slammed Roberts in first half and got booked for it, and then he did it again in the second half. Yeah, and ref was going to book him, and then realised it was his second booking, and then yeah. decided not to give it. Honestly, the referee was awful this game, and I was thinking, how are we three or four nil up when we've got a referee who who is just as bad as all others? Well, really, the the one was um, the one thing in the game. Was you know when Click went down from that corner, and then West Brom was still attacking, and Click was still down, and the Leeds players were saying to the referee, "He's down injured, stop the game," or yeah. at le- or at least asking the West Brom players just knock the ball out, and we'll sort this out. And the West Brom players were refusing to do it, which is they're within their rights. It's not a head injury, but yeah. a bit of gamesmanship there. But um, the referee should turn around and go. And eventually, when the ball didn't get, get tackled out of play, he had, he had uh, Hernandez shouting in his face. <laughs> he had. <coughs> 
Alioski's shouting in his face and Janssen's shouting in his face. So really, he should have just turned around first thing. Yeah, but I was at the uh, Fazi game last night and the referee there was better than the referee that we had for the West Brom game, in my, in my opinion. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Championship referees are the worst in the world. Yeah, I mean, we don't really get many good referees in the 7th division of English football at Fazi, but um, a lot of fun at Fazi last night. Was a, I was in control of the Tannoy. Really, really good. Really good fun. Tannoy's a brand, mate. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Darren, <laughs> As Darren pointed out. Yeah. Also, Fazio will be in the sixth division of English football next season because they're going up. Hopefully, hopefully we're we're still keeping pressure on Warrington who are at the top of the table. Only first goes up, um, but only first. Yeah, only first. Then it's for then it's for playoffs. Four teams in the playoffs, but we're beating all the teams in, who are in the playoffs currently. So I've, I've got no doubt in my mind that we're going up this season. No doubt, we're either first or through the playoffs, we're going up. Well, All right, there. This isn't the Fazley Sonic podcast, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> the listeners won't know what we're talking about here. No, but. No. Uh, but as we mentioned, uh, Patrick Bamford putting us 3 0 up on uh, six or three minutes, that just kind of killed the game, really. Dead. Yeah. I tell you what, this game was went going really slow. I mean, we were two 0 up after um, after twenty eight minutes, and I looked at the clock. Only half an hour gone, and we're two 0 up already against West Brom. And then we go three 0 up on six or three minutes. I'm looking at it, thinking, still twenty minutes to go here. We're three 0 up. Yeah, it was a lot of winding the clock down. Um, I didn't actually expect Leeds to score the fourth. I wanted him to score the fourth because I wanted revenge for what happened at um, their place. Yeah, Hawthorns. I mean, if it were three 0 we still would have beaten them on aggregate. Away goals. <laughs> Away goals. <laughs> but it's not a Champions League time, mate. <laughs> uh, but we're beating them 5-4 uh, on aggregate over the season. A lot of Leeds fans care about that. Uh, but no, 4-0. And done a world good for the, for the um, goal difference as well. Because that, that's that's going to be a big thing this season is the goal difference. Yeah, it's very important. Because, I mean, even with that 4-0 win, we're, st- <coughs> we're still, um, we're still I think, four goals behind Norwich. And th- three or four behind uh, Sheffield United. So. Yeah, so we're three behind Sheffield United. Yeah, so we we really need to hammer somebody else <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to mention the Shackleton's impact. He was on the pitch for two minutes, got an assist. He put, yeah. tried to put two crosses in. He was quick. He was on it. He was agile. He was he was he was brilliant. He was making runs in behind. He was yeah. everything you want from a from a substitute when they come on. Yeah, just to correct myself, where. Um, uh, we're four goals behind Sheffield United, um, and then uh, five goals behind Norwich City. Yeah, so um, we kind of have to hope what's either somebody beats them heavily or we beat somebody heavily. Yeah, yeah we've got a better goal difference than West Brom now. Surprise, surprise. Well, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Uh, um, but you, you mentioned Shackleton there, so going on to the uh, fourth goal, uh, just put the cherry on top of the icing, on top of the kids, isn't it? Uh, great move from a throw in here. Uh, Bamford, nice back heel. Uh, it was Hernandez. Played it down to Click, and then played it down to Shackleton on the right hand side. Shackleton literally been on the pitch just a few minutes. I think Phil Hare gave him an, an eight out of ten uh, in his ratings just because he's been on the pitch like a minute, but he's got himself an assist, a really good assist as well. Nice yeah. ball across. Alioski, uh, the Sky commentators, I've watched it back. Sky commentators saying I've never seen a left back play this further forward. Alioski is playing like a. Alioski was all over the place this game. Alioski doesn't really play left back; he just plays left. <laughs> he just plays all over play. Like there, there I, saw, a, I saw him on the right wing at one point. <laughs> there, there, was, there was a clip. I saw a clip. It's like a minute long. Nelioski is going down the left, and then he loses a ball. He runs down to the right hand side to try and win it. And then they launch it up to the left back position. He goes up there. He, he doesn't win a challenge. Someone else wins the challenge. But he bombs forward, and then wins us a corner. 
it was all over the place, Alioska, this game. And that goal, I'm really, really happy that he scored that goal because he was phenomenal this game as Alioska. He must wind Calvin Phillips up so much because Phillips is going to have to cover him in defence, isn't he, whenever he goes forward. Yeah. <laughs> but Alioska just winds everyone up, doesn't he? He winds mm-hmm. his teammates up because he's never in position. And then he winds the opposition up because he's literally everywhere. Yeah, but every now and again when he's not in position, he ends up being in the perfect position for an attack. Yeah, the ball just falls perfectly for him and he's just straight in. Yeah, Alioski, I thought he had a really good game here. But Shackleton getting the assist, um, being on pitch, matter of minutes, he made an impact straight away, really, of course, getting that assist. Uh, Shackleton, is he a future start for you? Is he going to start? He's a, I reckon he'll be a future start for the club. This season, I'm not too sure. I mean, I would like to see him play more minutes than just the closing out of the games that he does normally. I would like to see him give him 20 minutes at the end of a game or half an hour at the end of a game, but... If we're playing well and we're 4-0 up, you're not going to change a winning team, are you? No, you're not. And going into the Bristol game at the weekend, we're going to touch on to that a little bit later on in the podcast. But, uh, I mean, you, you don't change anything, do you? We're just beating West Brom 4-0. No, one of my mates is a Bristol City fan, so we really need to win this one. <laughs> Bragging rights. Bragging oh, yeah, rights. I'm, I'm just going to hold it over him. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, 4-0 to Leeds United, full-time uh, over West Brom. That put us top of the league. Uh, but thank, uh, thanks to Millwall for not even trying against Norwich. <laughs> well, they did equalise at one point. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they, they did just end up... More than, more than Bolton did a couple yeah. of weeks ago. They did end up losing 3-1. Bolton just rolled over for Norwich. <laughs> uh, but they did end up losing 3-1 at home against if, Norwich. Norwich breaking up three points. If you watch uh, the game, though, they, Millwall missed an absolute sitter right. at 2-1. They always miss chances. I remember it was the Swansea-Millwall game a few weeks ago, and watching my highlights, Millwall were... They, they, were, they were getting so many chances uh, late on. Swansea won 1 0, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, they had a few chances themselves, but Millwall, yeah, they're just not clinical enough, uh, Millwall. Uh, we still got to play them at home in a few weeks, so that would be interesting. I think yeah. it's the first game back from the international break is Millwall at home. We always play Millwall in March, and it's yeah. usually a pointless game because our season's nearly always over by that point. No, well, last season we played them in January, didn't we? And we lost 4 3. <laughs> oh, we were yeah, 2 0 down, we had 10 men, Lasoga. Just an absolute beast. Scores referred to send us 3 2 up and then uh, Dick ones. And then we can see two, two goals in five minutes at the end of the yeah. year. Uh, enough about that. But uh, yeah, Norwich, they won 3 1. Uh, they go back to the League. But after that, no, no draw. The Sheffield Derby on Monday, which, by the way, that was awful, wasn't it? I saw it in the pub because I thought I'm going to go down and I'm, I'm ne- I will never cheer Sheffield Wednesday on. But I did want Wednesday to win that game. Yeah. And Hutchinson missed an absolute yeah. sitter as well. He was about eight yards out and he blasted it straight at Henderson. Well, this was all. I mean, I'm going to have a rant here. Sheffield Derby, really? The atmosphere was poor. Didn't even sell out. And it wasn't an entertaining game. It was awful. It was the third Sheffield Derby in a row that's ended nil-nil. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, just listening to the atmosphere on TV, like half its seats were empty. There was no atmosphere at all. Even Sheffield Wednesday, they had a drum and they couldn't generate a noise. Um, God, drum, yeah. drums wind me up so much they just give me a headache whenever someone else's ground the drums going on it's well yeah. annoying yeah but for me that was awful Sheffield derby it's, it's not a big derby is it? it's not a big derby uh, but yeah after that um, we are still in second in the table two points clear in second as well is that us finishing second now it's ours to lose isn't it? can you see us bottling it at this stage <sighs> It's a proper yo-yo of emotions, isn't it? Up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, ask me after the Blades game, yeah, and I'll tell you whether we're going up or not. I mean, next three games, we get nine points, yeah. then your answer is definitely going to be yes. If you look, look at the next three games, if we get good results in those, beat Sheffield United, going to the international break. Remember the guy in Monk season? 
realistic. We beat Brighton two 0 and the road went to international break and we came back and just. Realistically, we need to be if we want to finish in the top two, we need to be beating Bristol City and Reading. Yeah, and then whatever result, if we get any kind of result against Sheffield United, then it's a good result. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, other, than, other than a loss, but not it, for all you pedants out there. Yeah, but it's properly in our own hands now. We can afford to drop at least one point if Sheffield United are, are going to drop a point at any stage, which I, I reckon they will because they've got quite a hard running. You know, look at our running really. We've got eleven games left, five of them are at home. I fancy our chances. We've only got two of the top six left to play, and one of them we play next, and. And, and we play we play both of them in the next three games. So once they're out over, we we don't have any more. Mm. Um, Norwich have only got Middlesbrough left to play in the top six. Yeah, and it's Middlesbrough away. So oh, sorry, it's at Middlesbrough. I mean to say. So yeah. th- we really need Tony Pulis to do a proper boring, horrible, nil nil job on them. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> so second is ours to lose now, and uh, yeah, for, I, I can see us finishing second now. I've got no doubt. Sheffield United are going to win every single game. We're playing really nice football. If we play like we did against West Brom, we're going up. They'll Simple turn. Up, they'll. I guarantee you, they'll turn up against us. Though it's not like it's not. Oh, gonna, well, everyone does. Huh? It's everyone not like the Sheffield does. derby where they'll just sit back and launch long balls. I guarantee they'll be in our faces. Mm. Bloody Billy Sharp! If he scores in this. Oh, scores <laughs> in this game. We're going to be so annoyed. <laughs> Tell you what, Sheffield United perform like they did on Monday night. They're not. They're not. They're gonna, uh, that yeah, was an awful performance. If we them. both perform like we did in our last game, they'll get pasted. <laughs> but they won't. They won't perform like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 4-0 uh, for Leeds over West Brom. Uh, moving on to the under-23s, then they beat uh, Watford 3-0 away at Vicarage Road. Um, great experience for them, first of all, playing at Vicarage Road. Yeah, well, it's nice. to get, They won't get to play at Premier League grounds very often. Yeah. Um, and especially, and, well, they, they might get to play at professional, you know, development league grounds, but not the actual proper grounds. And well, Leeds haven't played at a Premier League ground in a while, but so it, development players especially won't. But yeah, it's... Even though there's not that many people there because it is a development game, it's still nice to play in a big stadium, isn't it? Yeah. And, and um, well, I don't know. I, I suspect that the um, the under twenty three is like playing at Ellen Road, even though there's not that many people there, purely because it's it's where the first team play. Yeah. So it gives you a bit of a, a bit of a boost. Yeah, definitely. When you're playing at these big stadiums, it, you know, it, it gives you like, oh, this is great, and it kind of spurs you on as well to be better. Like, oh, I, I want to be playing at these stadiums, but I want to be playing at these stadiums with a lot of fans in, yeah. in the stands, really. Uh, but yeah, three 0 win. Uh, Izzy Brown getting a score sheet again. Uh, brilliant individual goal by Izzy Brown. I don't, I don't I've seen it. Saw, yeah. Yeah. So brilliant that, individual goal. Um, going past about three defenders and uh, sticking it in. Um, Eleven games to go for the first team. Is Izzy Brown? Is he going to feature and will he make an impact? Do you think? I think it's too late. If I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see him make an impact, but I don't think he's going to feature enough to make one, which is very sad because <laughs> we need him and we need we need it, but we need peak uh, like Huddersfield, Brighton era, Izzy Brown, not basically bouncing around on one leg, Izzy Brown, <laughs> which is the one we've kind of got at the moment. But yeah. he looks a bit bored of the under twenty threes, which is understandable. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's done all he can for the under twenty threes. He's scoring pretty much every game. He's playing really well. There's nothing more that he can do in that under twenty three. He side. launched a really good diagonal ball for the uh, third goal as well. Ah, he did. He did. And I mean, there's, there's literally nothing else they can do for him in twenty threes, is there? No, not really. Uh, it's just, mm, it's about. It might come off a of Jack Harrison at some point. We'll see. 
Uh, yeah. He seems to prefer playing out left than in the middle. Which is yeah, he's been playing out left for the in 23s, really, hasn't he? Um, so, yeah, he might replace Jack Harrison at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully he does get a chance for the uh, first team soon. I, I, I reckon, you know, if it's the same as he Brown from Huddersfield, he will make a big impact for the rest of the season, definitely. Yep. Yeah, I think he will. Yeah, um, and I remember <coughs> when we played Huddersfield back in Championship a few years ago. Izzy Brownie, were, I think he got man at match. In, uh, I hated him. I hated games. him when we played him against Rother- played against Rotherham when he was in the team. I hated <laughs> him even more when we played against Huddersfield and he was in the team. <laughs> he was just very good. Yeah, he's, he's a class player. Ho- hopefully, he is the same as Izzy Brown after this injury. Uh, but that three 0 up, three 0 win it put him uh, eight points clear at the top of uh, their league in, in the north section. So great stuff there. Uh, yeah, well they. I think well they've got four games to play and they they pretty much won their league. Hmm. Um, they've got to obviously play that. They've got to do that weird playoff thing, don't they, with the yeah, Southern Development League as well? Yes, uh, it's weird. Um, but yeah, going into uh, some other news then um, regarding the uh, tussle on the touchline uh, on the 69th minute uh, during our game uh, against Bolton uh, at Ellen Road the other week, uh, the game where we won. Uh, 2-1 we didn't get the chance to talk about this because we didn't mention the Bolton uh, win on last week's podcast because uh, you were far too depressed to talk about it yeah <laughs> I was after that 1-0 loss away at QPR I, just, I didn't want to recap Bolton game but um, so yeah first of all what were your thoughts on all that pushing and shoving on touchline then I to be honest I've got not, I, I like to see a bit of passion but I don't, I've not really got any time for handbags fights on, on the touchline that don't ever develop into all if you're going to start a fight <laughs> Hit somebody, <laughs> frankly, just hit somebody. At least they'll be entertaining. Yeah. I mean, watching around, watching watching players shouting each other's faces, and as funny as it was, chuck water in each other's faces. Yeah, metallical, yeah. And middle fingers and that. It's yeah. it's just a bit childish. If you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna square it to someone, hit them. Frankly, I'm not advocating yeah. violence. I'd rather not see it. But if we're gonna see it, a fight, I'd rather be something interesting yeah. to see. It's all sparked from as well, Alioski, <laughs> of all people. He just scored. He just scored that fluke goal, but it took a deflection. But yeah, he goes. He gets like elbowed in the back. Um, he's on the floor, um, and then one of the uh, bottom players they go to like pick him up by his arm. Didn't make anyone happy at all. <laughs> and Metaus click. Love how he goes over and tries to cool the situation down by <laughs> literally by squirting water on one of the bottom players, making it worse. And he knows that he's making it worse as well. But he's like. I- some water, just cool down. He knows what he's doing. And, and then I think it's Williams immediately tries to uh, tries to fight him properly, and then Janssen just fl- just flies in. Yeah, uh, it, it's funny and yeah, it's, it's, it's like I mean, it's the most entertaining thing that happened during that game, really. I mean, it was nice and sunny. We won the game, so I was all right. Um, can't, can't have scintillating football every week, mate. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're not Man City. Uh, Phil Parkinson as well. With the old uh, cheeky middle finger to Potnas Jansen. Yeah, <laughs> that sly middle finger. He's just a bit. He's just one of them. He's, he used to manage Bradford, didn't he? He's just yeah. one of them managers. One of them Brexit. We do. Uh, we, <laughs> we do research to Frank Lampard kind of useless, tactically inept managers that just clog up the football league. Oh, Frank Lampard, don't, don't get me onto Frank Lampard and Derby. Oh, we do research too. You're 4-0 down at half-time against Aston Villa the weekend. They're 1-0 down last night at home against Wigan. And they celebrated... scraped a 2-1. They celebrated it like they won the Champions League when they beat <laughs> Wigan at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but yeah, Leeds. So Leeds, 
they've been fined by the EFL uh, with regards to uh, not being able to control the players, uh, which leads United Managing Director Angus Kinnear. Uh, he responded, uh, so this is his words, uh, and a quote. Uh, he said, uh, we have reluctantly accepted the charge of failing uh, to control players and choose not to mitigate our responsibility and point out quite how difficult it is to control six foot four of raging Swede <laughs> in regards to Pontus Janssen. I mean, he's got a point. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Janssen is Janssen's control and his own temper is tenuous at the best of times. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> whenever he gets a chance to kick off, though, he uh, he tends to take it with both hands. He's he's a bit like Berardi, just slightly taller. <laughs> he just loves it, doesn't he? I'm surprised that Berardi didn't get involved. To be honest, I don't think I don't know who was at the game or not. Um, you know, that's one of them things as well, isn't it? It's, um, would you rather take on like a hundred Berardi-sized Pontuses or one Pontus-sized Berardi? <laughs> Go on, answer it. <laughs> I think I'd rather have one pot of size Berardi. Why? <laughs> I mean, a hundred... Uh, what was the other one? hundred Berardi-sized pot of I mean, Berardi's still about five foot eight, so you're literally just fighting an army full of people slightly shorter than I am. Yeah. It'd be like fighting an army full of people your size. That's yeah. still, I mean, I'd rather just fight one bloke. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Is hard to control, Pontus Janssen, is it? No one can control Pontus Janssen. Not even Kyle Bartley a few seasons ago when he was captain. It just makes me laugh how Janssen was saying like a few weeks ago, oh yeah, I've calmed down this season, I've got my wife, I've got my baby, I'm a much more chill guy. And he kicks off whenever he gets the chance. <laughs> uh, he must be, be bottling up the, the anger with the missus at home yeah. and just bringing it into match days, just, just just boiling over, just waiting for someone to give him an excuse. Yeah. How he hasn't received a red card this season for acting violently. He's got a red card, got a red card against Stoke, didn't he? But how he hasn't got a red card for... That, that wasn't a red card. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, I, it was literally a red card, but it shouldn't have been a red card. No, it shouldn't have been a red card. But, um, yeah, Pontus Janssen is hard to control. Angus Kinnear finding the funny in it, as he always does it. He just don't give a crap, does he, about anything? I think he's got to that point where he realises that the whole kind of conspiracy theorists um, at Leeds United, to, to call them something nice, they're not... They're, sometimes, sometimes they take things a little bit too far, but they have got a little bit of a point because people just try to just screw us over whenever they get the chance. I mean, I don't think we particularly did much wrong, really. I don't think any team did much wrong, to be fair. But Phil Parkinson got sent off. and that, uh, now, You're, all, you're always going to get done for players scrapping. There. I mean, yeah. Obviously not actual scrapping, but you yeah. know. No players scrapping. got sent off, though. So I, I, what, I what made me laugh was the fact that Janssen was in everyone's face, clicked through water at somebody, and the response of the referee was to book two Bolton players. <laughs> <laughs> Book two ball players and send their manager yeah, and, and to the no, stands. Leeds didn't, get, didn't suffer any penalties whatsoever. <laughs> Bielsa came out of his technical area and didn't get booked. Yeah. Although he did get booked against West Brom. I don't know if you saw that. Did he? Yeah, he got booked for complaining about the referee not yeah. attending to click being injured. Well, I'll be, I'll see what Bielsa did uh, after that uh, scuffle at touchline against Bolton. What, what, all he did, he came out of his, um, came out of his technical area. Uh, all he did uh, was... Go over to Alioski and just, just help him up. Just picked him up. Just gave him a helping hand and lifted him up. Yeah, the old magic sponge treatment. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was just checking in on him to see if he was all right. Yeah. And, well, the funny thing was that Phil Parkinson went. We bo- oh, Both managers left the technical area, but I was the only one sent to the stands. That's because, Phil, you were trying to fight a massive Swedish giant <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the midst of all the all the kicking off. And Bielsa was checking his player was all okay. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get sent to the stands for doing that. Bielsa, like the caring 63-year-old that he is, 
Uh, go enough to check see if the kid Alioski is alright. He's a nice bloke, to be honest. Uh, Alioski's 27, but he doesn't seem like 27, does he? He seems like 10. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a proper child at heart, is Alioski. He's, he's, a, he's a weird yeah. guy. We love him. We love him, though. Um, yeah, he is, he is a weird guy. I don't, I don't think you see any players' Instagram stories. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, I tend to. I try to avoid the Instagram stories. But. <laughs> uh, Ken Murphy, he's got his brace off, by the way. He yeah, I heard that. that. He was he was buzzing in the stands. I mean, he just saw his former club get absolutely slammed by his new club. Yeah, Tyler Roberts again as well, playing against his former club. Yeah, we've, we've got a lot of ex baggies in the team, don't we? And, and ex Borough players. Yeah, and uh, West Brom they also have a few ex players of ours as well. Jake Livermore, um, Carl Bartley. Uh, moving elsewhere then, over in Spain, uh, news regarding Samuel Zayez. Uh, of course, uh, he uh, left Leeds to join a little league side Getafe uh, on loan until the end of the season. And Getafe don't want him. They don't want him. Uh, they don't want to buy him at the end of the season. So Zayez will return to Leeds at the end of the season. Um, but, you know, I still can't see him ever playing for Leeds ever again, can you? It was a bit of a poor financial move on Leeds' behalf to send him out on loan. We should have sold him when Getafe showed interest. Because yeah. now he's worth probably about a million and a half less and nobody's going to want to buy him because he doesn't he's got the talent of a football player but he doesn't he, he doesn't like training he doesn't train like one he prefers going to nightclubs and drinking and yeah. eating takeaways and hanging around with his model missus and that's what, that's what he likes doing yeah exactly I mean is that easy you know it he has got something in him. He's a talented player. We've seen it plenty of times for Leeds. He has got something there. He's talented. If he gets his head down and just plays football like everywhere, everyone else is, all other professionals do, then he's going to make it, but he just doesn't have the right attitude, does he? It's not, it's, I don't think it's anything to do with Leeds. He just can't be asked. Yeah, right. I mean... He, I mean fundamentally, he just can't be bothered. He, he, yeah. he, he can't be bothered putting the effort in to become the player he could be. Yeah. Because he could be up there, he could be a low-level Premier League player if he put the effort in. But yeah. He, but he's not willing to put the effort in. No, I mean, he's been rejected by a lot of big clubs in Spain. Uh, when he was at uh, Huesca in the uh, Spanish second division, they sold him for only three million. The fact that he's gone to Getafe, you know, he left Leeds, and we saw it here. You know, he didn't want to be at Leeds. He don't want to be at Leeds. He's 28. If he's um, not, if he's not got good training. A good attitude to training by now is never going to work. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's like easy. When he left Leeds, we were like, all right, his head's not in it. And the fact that he's gone to Getafe and uh, Dave said the same thing, oh, we don't want him. You know, it, it just proves that it's like easy. It's just an attitude thing more than anything. Yeah, he's, I think he's only played three times for Getafe all season. And that's yeah. just... I mean, they have been challenging for the Champions League yeah. spot. So, that, I mean, I don't know if he's good enough to do that. But yeah. even still... Just really annoys me because like he's he's in such a privileged position and he's got so much talent there. Just you're like just just do it. Just get your head down and plenty of talented people can't be bothered with it. Yeah, yeah. Some of the um, most talented people in history have not been bothered. <laughs> going on to Zay's attitude, we've seen it. Loads, you know, playing for Leeds, we we have that imaginary yellow card, um, that one against uh, Newport West, but I wanted the players and you know, <laughs> <laughs> one of his finest moments. <laughs> and we I mean, t- that was literally like the. Uh, but the final nail in the coffin of that season was the sending off at Newport. Kind of just killed our season, really, didn't it? Six games suspended. Yeah. Um, and then also we were talking about the other week uh, with Zayez. Um, when, during pre-season, I was talking to Phil Hare, uh, back end of uh, last year, fan 18. Um, Phil Hare was saying, you know, when we were at Four Parts pre-season, everyone's doing laps around the pitch, and Zayez is just so far back for everyone else. Yeah, he, he, he just, he's just never really got his head down and 
wanted to carry on, has he? But he loves the takeaway and he loves a pint. And fair play to the lads because I'd do the same. But <laughs> <laughs> and if you want that money, you can afford all. all Although to be fair, if I, if I was talented enough to play for Leeds United, I probably would put the effort in. Yeah, yeah. But definitely. sadly, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bielsa couldn't even. So here I am podcasting away. <laughs> <laughs> Bielsa couldn't even make him get his head down and, and work hard. So yeah, I mean, good luck to Naiz. He's going to come back to Leeds at the end of the season, but I can't see him playing for Leeds. Um, he's again, not, he's not a good character having the dressing room yeah, either. Yeah, definitely not. And he can't even speak English either. So, um, I mean, that's not. I don't. I don't really find much of an issue with that because we've got a lot of Spanish-speaking players. Mm. Like Alioski speaks Spanish. Hernandez obviously speaks Spanish. I think Ponta speaks a little bit of Spanish. Bielsa. Bielsa is obviously mother tongue is Spanish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think he'll play for Leeds again. We'll, we'll probably sell him. And but yeah, so much transfer window. We'll when probably get back. about two million for him or something yeah. like that. I mean, his value's gone down now. You know, oh, yeah. they were talk, they was talking about us. Oh, it will be six million at the end of the season. No wonder Katafi don't want to sign him for six million when uh, you know they don't rate him. So we should we should have put included an uh, obligation to buy him instead of an option. Yeah, you need to buy him. <laughs> yeah, if you have him alone, you've got to buy him at the end of the season. Yeah, because now we're just getting a lower value player back. Yeah, he's going to come back and he's going to go for less than what we paid for him. Paid three million for him. He's, he'll be less than three million now. Um, definitely. Uh, but looking ahead then uh, to this weekend's game, uh, Leeds United taking on Bristol City uh, away at Ashton Gate on Saturday afternoon. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? As in, you want a score prediction or just in general? No, I just, in general, how do you see this one playing out? I see it being very similar to the game at Ellen Road. I think it's going to be quite even, nil-nil for a while. And I think I think we'll get the first goal. I think it'll probably be like a 1-0 or something. It, will be, it, won't be a, it won't be a West Brom performance, but it won't be a QPR performance. It'll be a Slightly better than Bolton performance, I reckon. Yeah, uh, Bristol did you went all the way at uh, Preston in their last game last Saturday. Uh, that meant that they haven't won in, a, in either of their last three championship games. I'll be getting them at the best time, really, because before uh, these past three games, they had gone on that mental unbeaten run, that win run. So I'll be getting them at a really good time. Well, I've always said this, Bristol City are very, very streaky. They're either winning eight in a row or they're losing eight in a row. They, they don't really do, or, or I say losing, they, they're not winning eight eight games in a row. The, the, the Lee Johnson is he's, he's always about to get sacked and then he wins eight games in a row. Yeah. And then he, and then he's, he doesn't win for eight games and he's about to get sacked and then he wins eight <laughs> games. It's just, it's, it's kind of elastic band of a manager. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we probably are catching them at the right time, but then again, we, we caught QPR at the right time, didn't we? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think before Bristol's 3 2 loss away at um, Norwich. Uh, in the league the other week their, their last loss in the championship was against Leeds uh, where we beat them 2-0 at Ellen Road yeah but we, we kind of squeezed past them didn't we they, yeah. were, they were kind of in the game it was them. really surprising that game as well because we were playing Will Huffer in goal and Halm in defence two youngsters making their uh, first uh, you know their senior appearances uh, championship appearances um, and Bristol they didn't really attack much at all it, it was really really strange you'd think it was a dull game. We were never in danger. They were never in danger. And then yeah. suddenly they had 10 men and then we attacked them and we won. Mm. And that was it. It was kind of, we scored two half decent goals, Roof and Hernandez with a dipping header. Yeah. And then it, and that was the start of our seven game win streak, the Bristol City win. But yeah, it was. It was. Which ended at West Brom, unfortunately. Yeah. And Bristol City game was the first game I covered after relaunching all things Leeds, funny enough. Of course and it was. Yeah. And I was saying up until you know I've, I've, up until that whole city loss, you know, ever since I came back with Vos Minleys, we've won every single game. So I, I'm a good luck champ, really. That was a, that <laughs> was a drab game. That, the whole city at home. Oh God. 
Uh, yeah, don't, don't remind me. Um, but yeah, for me, we're getting them at a perfect time. Um, and the, the last home game, they lost 1-0 at home to Birmingham. <laughs> they lost against Gary Monk at home. So. Yeah, but that's a, that's a proper Gary Monk result, isn't it? They yeah. uh, kind of stay solid, win it 1-0, win it, win it 2 nil if you can. Yeah. Um, good on set pieces, keep the shape, get away, get, get away with the victory. That's, a, that's, what, that's what Gary does. Yeah. Um, we're not that type of team. We we kind of say, oh, sod the shape, let's just try and win the game, let's just run at them and see if we can win it. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it works, like it did on Friday, and sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's important that we win this game, though, isn't it? Because it's the first of three massive, massive... I mean, every game from now to the end of the season is massive, but it's the first of three really important games because uh, we've got Bristol away on Saturday, Reading away on the Tuesday night, and then, of course, it's that uh, big Yorkshire Derby, Sheffield United at home, um, a week on Saturday, and then it's the international break. So it's important that we win here, build on from that final win, that astonishing win against West Brom, build on from that, take the confidence from that, and, and go into these next few games, win those, and go into the national, international break in the last, uh, running to the end of the season you know, with the best way. Well, if we win these next three games, that leaves us with eight games left, and... We only if we if we were to win them, we'd only need to win four of our last eight to get automatic promotion, which allows for quite a lot of kind of you know, mess up. I shall I say yeah. mess up room. If, if we only need to win, if we win these next three games, and we only, we're only got the pressure to win four of the last eight, that's not too bad. Because I can see us picking up a win at Ipswich. I can see us. Um, I think we'll probably beat Villa. Depends whether Grealish decides to turn it on again. Pile, yeah. pile of hair, Joe. Despise him. And we might as well talk about the Reading game as well because um, the return of Lewis Baker. Yeah, because the because uh, <laughs> um, the other week I, I just didn't think. Oh, we need to preview the QPR game in the podcast. I just didn't think about it. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we, let's look ahead to the uh, Reading game. Um, so Reading Day, they are in. Um, 21st, 4th from bottom, um, only on goal difference as well. Uh, they're not having the best of seasons, they're going to be scrapping for points. Um, of course, it's away um, next Tuesday night. Can, can you see us picking up a win in that game? Former Leeds players, Mo Barrow and uh, Lewis Baker in their team. Yeah. They, they, they've recently signed a good striker, though. They've got Nelson Oliveira, he's quite a good striker. Oh, he's a, he's a class striker. So they've got a decent forward, so... It will depend on stopping him. If we can stop him, we'll stop Reading. They're not that good. Yeah. Their, their whole game plan is literally... It was like us in 2016. It was just... Ours was just get the ball to Pablo Hernandez. Theirs is just get the ball to <laughs> Nelson Oliveira. Yeah. They're a very inconsistent team uh, at Reading. Um, of course, they, they beat Ipswich last Saturday. They got Wigan at home uh, this Saturday. So uh, keep an eye on that. It'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of form they're going into uh, Tuesday's game uh, on... Uh, but yeah, if we beat Bristol, beat Reading, and then we go into the Sheffield United game uh, with all confidence in the world, you know, it, it puts us in good stead, really. I think we got quite a long break before the Sheffield United game as well, don't we? Or is it? Or is it? No. Is it three games in a week? Yeah, oh, three right. three games in a week, and then it's the international break. Is it? Is it on the Saturday night or the Friday night the Sheffield United game? Something uh, Saturday lunchtime. Saturday. Twelve thirty kickoff. Of course it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Back onto this weekend's game then uh, against Bristol. Uh, we're going into I'm back at that final win uh, over West Brom last Friday. So confidence in the squad must be high at the moment, and it's important to build on from that and build momentum, isn't it? We need a run before the end of the season. Realistically, we need to win seven of our last, last yeah. eleven. That's that needs to happen. Yeah. I can see two games coming up here where we're facing an out of form Bristol City, and uh, 
let's be let's be honest here. Even though they've got a couple of good players, a garbage red inside because they are they are they're oh. da- they're they're down there with Bolton for how bad they are. Yeah, Bolton and Rotherham and Reading they're all kind of the same level of quality. So yeah, we need to be turning them over really realistically to get yeah. top two, and then Sheffield United. Just take a point, don't you? Move yeah. on. I mean, the next three games, they, they are winnable. So if we win them, it, 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 every game in this league is winnable. Yeah. If we turn up, <laughs> we just need to get a run going. You know, win these three, and then go into this, in, into the international break. Come back, and um, there's not as much pressure as there was if we don't win. These Unfortunately, now Norwich have got quite a kind fixture list, so we'll just have to hope that somebody turns up when they're not expecting them to. Yeah. Um, so lineups then. I, I'm, I'm. I reckon it'll be unchanged. Do you? Yeah, I'll be unchanged. Yeah, uh, he won't change. You don't change a four-nil winning team, do you? Yeah. I mean, you don't even change a losing side. But Bielsa, of course, we lost against Scoopy Arn and Jack the, Clark will be on the side. bench. That'll be the difference. Yeah, Jack Clark, he, he should be back for this game. He'll, yeah, he'll be on the bench. That'll be it. Yeah, uh, do you reckon he'll come off the bench? Uh, John Stevens is on the bench at the moment, and he'll come off. Yeah, it just depends. See, see how the game's going. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely going to be unchanged. Oh, you meant? I thought you meant who was going to replace it. Uh, yeah, is Jack Clark going to come off the bench? Oh, uh, f- probably not. I don't actually. Uh, it, it just depends how the game's going, doesn't it? If we need to stretch the wings, possibly, but I doubt it. Yeah. Um, so squad predictions then for both games. So first of all, with the uh, Bristol City game on Saturday, uh, where are you going with? I'm going with one nil. One nil. I don't think it will be. I think it'll be. We'll probably keep it tight. We'll score the, a reasonably early goal, and then we'll just see it out. Mm. Going to go 2-0. 2-0. Same as, as it was at Ellen Road earlier on in the season. I'm going to go 2-0 to Leeds United. Um, Reading, Tuesday. 3-0 Leeds. 3-0 Leeds. Away at Reading. Yeah. Um, they, I, are, they are bad. Yeah, they're bad, but it's, it's an away game against Reading. And Mo Barrow always steps up, doesn't he? I hate Mo Barrow. <laughs> He was terrible for Leeds. Oh, last season, we, he scored against us at Ellenville. He, he celebrated like, right in front of us. Oh, could have gone on and just... All he has yeah. is pace. He's a B-Tech Hadi Sacco. <laughs> and Hadi Sacco was properly B-Tech himself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did B-Tech. Don't, don't hate it, don't hate it, man. Um, of course you did. <laughs> so I'm going 3-0 against Reading away. I'm, I'll go 2-1. Really? Not as confident? I reckon you, you, you think Reading will score against us? I reckon it'll be a hard game. Nelson Oliveira's a good striker. Seems to be scoring all the time. It's going to be a hard game away at Reading. He's got like that Bane mask at the moment since Tyrone Mings ruined his face, hasn't he? So yeah. Not not that I'm taking the nick out of him. No, it's awful. Before, before you all call me horrible or disgust. I mean, oh. your Leeds fans, you probably will. But <laughs> it, it, it was it was a bad stamp from Mings. But yeah, I, all I'm saying there is he's now got a bit of a Bane mask going on, which Harry Kane had for a bit, which is a bit mm-hmm. players don't often have. Um, yeah, 2-1. Never 2-1 for me. Uh, but I, I do reckon Leeds United can win these next two games at least. And we're going to the Sheffield United game uh, in, all, in all the confidence in the world. Nah, I think we'll get a couple of clean sheets next next two games. Yeah, uh, fair, fair enough. Uh, but that's our score predictions. That's our preview. Uh, that brings us uh, to the end of uh, episode 11 of the All Things Leeds podcast. Thank you uh, to Charles, as always, for joining me. Thanks for having me on. And uh, we'll, we'll be back next week. Thank you to everyone who has uh, listened this week as well and tuned in, downloaded and listened. Real do uh, appreciate it. Uh, make sure you give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Do it. Do it now. Um, share the podcast around as well. Uh, get it get it out there. And if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, make sure uh, you do. All Things Leads on YouTube. Uh, All Things Leads uh, 1 on Twitter. All Things Leads underscore underscore uh, on uh, Instagram. And then the Facebook page as well. Make sure you follow that. Keep up to date. Uh, with everything for all things Leeds. Uh, Take care, and we'll see you next week.